0: Hello everyone, this is Trevor with T-Time Reports. Welcome back to the podcast, and hopefully you all are, um, you know, having a great morning, day, evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. This is, uh, a nice finale for the Detroit Lions off-season coverage, because obviously the regular season for the 2023 NFL season is starting rather soon. Um, the, uh, preseason came to an end last night, um, we've had a lot to go over, talk about, um. And recap, for sure. We've tried to cover this preseason uh, to a full extent. Um, We have plenty to talk about with the Detroit Lions. A lot of really awesome things uh, from this preseason. Uh, Antoine Green had a really good final preseason game. Had a nice touchdown grab. Showcased his route running ability as well as his speed. Um, I think he could be a legitimate piece on this offense uh, as a starter. Uh, He has that ability... um, and that upside, in my personal opinion. So shout-out to him. Um, we're in that number 80, so that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looks really bad overall. Um, I don't know if he is the, the confirmed quarterback, To I don't know if it's better than Nate Sudfeld. but Both of those guys just look horrible. So maybe a better backup quarterback. I'm looking at Will Greer. Um, he had a phenomenal outing in his final preseason week. So, you know, maybe he's a guy that we could bring in because Teddy Bridgewater's terrible, bro. I mean, he's not good at all. Terrible arm strength, below average football IQ. Really regressed ever since that one season in Minnesota. Um, But I guess that's neither here nor there. He just really isn't, like, he, he, to me, should not be a backup quarterback even. He's just gotten so bad that it just kind of, uh, it just is surprising that he still plays in the league. Um, and then another player that I've kind of been like sleepy, like sleepily looking at here, um, is Steven Gilmore. Uh, he's emerging. He's had two picks this preseason showing out at that cornerback position. Um, has the, has the size, has the awareness, has the speed. Um, just, you know, I, I do get a little worried about like his, you know, trap, his like tracing ability, like. When he gets burned, it's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna be for something big there. But I think that he has a lot to be able to work off of and build off of. He has shown that he is a legitimate contender to potentially be cornerback three, maybe slot corner. Uh, but we do have more and more depth there. Uh, the more and more time we go on, is, is what it seems. The Lions finally have defensive depth, so that's pretty awesome to uh, to, to to see in a sense. But um, I guess another guy we could talk about really quickly here is Chase Cotta. He's been a standout uh, overall, just a great player, high football IQ, got a touchdown in week two, um, really showcased his size and his ability, sure-handed guy. Uh, so, so we'll have to you know keep our eyes peeled for Chase Cotta. Um, another duo here in their own respective way, Jack Campbell and Brian Branch look great They are both going to be immediate impact players for this defense, and they will both have phenomenal rookie seasons. Um, Brian Branch is a hard-hitting safety slash corner slash nickel corner, and then Jack Campbell is a jack-of-all-trades. I mean, this guy is a football player to the truest definition. Both of them are very strong, very gritty players, and honestly fit perfectly within the Detroit Lions' new culture and system, uh, especially with... You know, Dan Campbell at helm there. Um, It it does look like we do have a complete defense for the first time in a long time. Um, And I I can only commend Brad Holmes for that, for bringing some of these guys in, drafting some of these guys, obviously. But, uh, no, I I think Brian Branch and Jack Campbell will be immediate impact players in their rookie seasons, and we'll see a lot more out of them as time goes on. Um, the rush attack for the Detroit Lions looks a little deadly as well. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, as well as, I believe, we had... Jeez, um, who's the other guy? Who's uh, I think Craig Netflix Reynolds is still there, but I, I'm not too sure. I know uh, Justin Jackson, we had him last year. I don't think he came back. Um, but yeah, no, the rush attack looks like it's going to be very well maintained with that double head attack. Uh, especially with a rookie in Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be that all-purpose back. And then you have David Montgomery, who is a solid veteran piece uh, that will alleviate stress off not only Jameer Gibbs but Jared Goff. And you want that rush attack to be very complementary to that pass attack that they had last year. They had a top-five offense, top-three offense in certain aspects last season Uh, with these additions of Antoine uh, Green and uh, Jameer Gibbs, obviously. Uh, I think it's only going to get better. And, you know, we finally have a little bit more depth of receiver. Um, but mainly, I just think the rush attack is going to be more consistent, maintain health, and actually be a stagnant force for this offense and for this team um, going forward. The defensive unit um, looks 100% better than last year. Um, the first and second team look like they're equal in talent. I'm not even lying. Um, obviously not, but they look like they both put out the same production this preseason. So we do have a lot of really good players on the second team that will be perfect for depth positions, perfect for rotational pieces. Um, we, we genuinely, you know, hopefully we'll be able to showcase our ability to put together this defense that won't be the historically the worst in the NFL for six weeks. So I'm glad that you know we obviously got the pieces to make it better, but we're going to need that coaching to push us over the edge. Um, we, 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 do, we do actually have a lot um, to look forward to, especially as a Detroit Lions fan. Uh, you, you have plenty to look out for, plenty to be excited for. A lot of really exciting players um, and talent are finally... Gonna be able to showcase their abilities because I think this is the year for the Lions to where they can actually showcase what they can, how competitive they can be. Maybe it doesn't turn into a conference championship appearance, but it could turn into a division, you know, appearance, divisional round appearance, which is something that they have not had in a long fucking time. So just you know, something to think about. Um, we have our first wave of uh, roster moves. We have released defensive lineman Christian Covington. We've released offensive lineman Bobby Hart and Jermaine Ifedi. We've released wide receiver Jason Moore. We've released running back Devine Ozigabo. We have waived wide receiver Trinity Benson. We've waived wide receiver Avery Davis. And we've waived uh, offensive lineman Obina Eze. We've waived tight end Daniel Helm. From the USFL, we've waived offensive lineman Alex Maletti, safety Scott Nelson, offensive lineman Darren Paulo, and cornerback Colby Richardson. Um, so definitely some interesting uh, facts there for the Lions' roster moves. In, in essence, um, they've had a, a, you know a, a decent amount of depth, especially on that defensive line um, that they're pretty confident about. And then I just want to talk about Steven Gilmore. Uh, I, I do believe he is a future star, 1,000%. Uh, he had two interceptions, four pass breakups, and a pick six. 37 passer rating allowed on him. I think he showed that he's a lockdown corner with the ability to not only body guys, but correctly jump routes, You know, be that ball hawk kind of guy. And I think that's all that they really want out of him, especially for a later round selection as he was, but I think he could be a lot more valuable than that. I really do. He has the upside to really shock a lot of people, uh, for sure, because he is related to Stephon Gilmore, uh, one of the best cornerbacks of our time for a short period. Not really a short period, for about five years. He was pretty dominant. Um, and, And Stephen Gilmore can be somewhere close to that, too, if he really, you know, puts his mind to it, obviously, and uh, especially in this defense, with all those veteran pieces at corner, he could really learn a lot uh, from Cam Sutton or Emmanuel Mosley or uh, Gardner Johnson. Like a lot of those guys, he can learn from, and it would be very beneficial to him as well as Brian Branch to definitely take notes, up their football IQ, and they could be very high valuable players, highly valuable players. Excuse me. Now let's talk uh, expectations for the 2023 seasons for the Detroit Lions. I think genuinely it would be a disappointment if they don't at least win a playoff game. One wild card game would be all they need to rejuvenate hope, to rejuvenate juice into this club, into this franchise, into their roster builds confidence for your younger players I think they need to win a playoff game next year. I would love to see a wild card win. That's my realistic kind of expectation. You know, maybe 9-8 and eight and they get in, maybe 10-7. and seven. Um, But I think it'll be a very difficult division this year. They have to battle the Packers. They have to battle the Bears. They have to battle the Vikings twice a year. And that's not a slouchy division at all. Very competitive teams, very... Uh, you know, well-coached teams, very well-run teams, very well—you know—overall, the division is very well put together compared to, you know, obviously the division with the Bucks, the Saints, the Panthers, and Falcons. Like those are two completely different sides of a fucking coin. Um, but no, overall, I would expect them to go 10 and 7 with a wild card win. Um, but my higher hope is that they are able to win the division uh, in the divisional round. And then get to get to a, get to a conference championship appearance. You know they don't have to win it, but just appear, show that you can get there, show that you're able to. Especially with Dan Campbell at home, I have all the hope in the world that he'll get his team to where he wants them to be, uh, on the pitch or excuse me, on the field and off the field. Um, and and I hope that honestly we are able to see at least a playoff appearance this year from this team. Uh, they put in a lot of work, they've upgraded a lot of positions, they've brought in a lot of new chess pieces, and I think it's really, it's it's time to go, you know, with the Detroit Lions. It's time to get going, essentially now. Um, But that's neither here nor there when we're talking about the grand scheme of things. They are playing the Kansas City Chiefs week one. This is the former Super Bowl champions last season. Uh, They've won three Super Bowls in the past, like, five, six years. They've been to, no, they've been to three in, like, five years. They know what they're doing. Andy Reid is a great coach. Patrick Mahomes is a wonder of the game. But I do believe, truthfully, is if, you know, Logan and I talked about this in the preseason episode, um, the Giants beating the Cowboys week one. If the Lions are able to do that to the Chiefs week one, I think firmly they can beat anyone in the league. And that's just facts. It's obviously facts. But I think it would be more telling if they actually were able to beat the Chiefs that they have changed, that they're not the same old Lions. They're there to compete with uber-competitive teams. They're ready to start battling these bigger clubs. They're ready to start being in contention, you know, for relevancy. Um, but no, I think, you know, realistically, I'm going to go like 10-7, and 9-8-esque record. Um, I think we'll have a really good year on offense again, top five offense. Uh, and then I think our defense will catapult itself into the top 15, maybe even top 10, we'll see. Um, but I do think it will be above mid-table this year for sure, based on the pieces, the talent, the depth that we have acquired over this offseason and throughout the draft. Um, there just plenty of plenty of players that have pushed us to the edge where we're like, okay, we're actually good now. Aiden Hutchinson, James Houston, Aline McNeil, Fucking Jack Campbell, Malcolm Rodriguez, Tracy Walker. Okay, let's start getting all this together. Brian Branch, Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, John Kaminsky. Fucking, there's plenty of guys. Isaiah Bug. Pl- that defense is going to be fucking disgusting next year. We, I'm not really worried about the rush attack on our defense anymore because we've shored up um, the linebacker position. Uh, with Jack Campbell, so that should alleviate stress off of the run, like the rush defense and the gap stopping. Uh, Alex Anzalone and Jack Campbell and Malcolm Rodriguez, you know, those are very solid linebackers. Very solid linebackers. They know what they're doing, and I think that Jack Campbell's addition to the defense will definitely be able to catapult this defensive unit to a better position overall throughout the league um obviously Brian Branch as well but I think Jack Campbell off of RIP will have a more impactful uh start to his career for his club just mainly because of his position you know he's not really going to have to fight through eight guys to get there um you know he can definitely come in if he doesn't make the starting roster which he should probably over Malcolm Rodriguez to tell you the truth you know then you know maybe he could come in on third downs and be a rotational piece but I think off of RIP he's going to be a starter Malcolm Rodriguez will probably be that rotation piece. Um, but overall, I think that the defense is one thing that was that glaringly got better this offseason. Like, without a doubt, got better. And I think that was our biggest downfall last year, was us not being able to stay in those shootouts because we couldn't ever force a stop. But now we have that capability, so now we can rely on our offense to continue to put up high points. But this time we'll be able to stop a few points from being scored on us as well. Instead of it going to 44, 42, every goddamn game, praying to God Amon Ra is open down the middle, you know. Some nice H2O, and I apologize for that. A little beverage break. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the Detroit Lions are going to be an interesting story. Obviously, the hype is real. Obviously you know, the expectations are set by the national media. I I think truthfully that, you know, they will surprise people. They'll surprise a couple teams along the way. I just don't want to be unrealistic with myself because it is the Detroit Lions. They have yet to ever be successful, ever. So this is like a, a legitimate thing that we're trying to watch them do, trying to actually be a competitive NFL football club. And, you know, it's taken two years, and two years have been... These two years have been rough with Dan Campbell. But last year, the last half of the season, we saw hope. We really did see hope. So if we can carry some of that success over into that Chiefs game and utilize that motivation and overall just that ability to be like, okay, we beat the Packers in Lambeau. Very competitive team. Not saying the Chiefs are the Packers or the Packers are the Chiefs. But now we have to kind of go in with the same mindset against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best clubs in professional sports right now. So we got to go in there. We got to spank them with not only the grit, but just our ability to be hard-nosed football players, and I think we can do it. I think we actually do have a chance to beat the Chiefs opening weekend. I think it'll be a gritty game, just like the last time Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes met each other was. Each quarterback had over five touchdowns in that game. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. Um I think we could potentially get something of that again. Not of that high caliber, but I think that it would still be a, a very high scoring fun game. If the Lions fall behind, even by ten points, it's over. So I mean they're gonna have to stay in can like contention there, no turnovers, smart plays on offense, create a turnover or two on defense, and you might even fucking win. Um But it's just one of those things where if you want to be respected throughout the league and throughout, you know, kind of the fandom of the NFL uh, and honestly just overall postseason respect, you know, if the Lions were able to go in there and shut the hell, like shut the Chiefs the fuck up, that would speak wonders to everything about the club, the ownership, the coaching, the team, the roster, training facility, everything. Like, that's a massive turnaround from being probably the worst professional sports organization in the world for about 50 fucking years, and then now you're beating the former Super Bowl champion Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who's one of the most iconic, you know, football players of all time at this point. Uh, That would be amazing if the Lions could do it. I don't know if they can, but I think that they can. I really do. I really do. I think that they have the upside. I think they have the capability. I think they have the coaching. I think they have everything they need to be able to put up at least a really good fight like 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 against the the bills on Thanksgiving last year. It was a very close game, very well well and hard fought for every fucking yard in that game. Um, it was definitely a very intense chess match, and I think we'll see that uh, you know week one uh, opening kickoff you know, against these two teams that you know one's on the top and one is supposedly on the rise. So, can, you know, the, the, the top dog take over and, and keep the new young, you know, kind of young gun down type shit? Um, we'll see. That'll definitely be a conversation for after that game. I'm going to definitely be watching that game for sure, um, and I'll do a nice little episode on it, maybe have the boys on. Um, but yeah, no, overall, you know, if you are a Detroit Lions fan, you should have a lot to look forward to this season. I'm predicting 10-7, and 7, maybe 9-8 and 8 at the worst. Um, but I do think that they will get into the playoffs. Uh, and now, if they win the wild card, that's an entire different story. I, I think that they can win any wild card matchup. I just want to see them get into a, like a nice further position in the postseason, just so that they have a little more respect going into next year. That way that, you know, they can build off of that. They've been to the postseason. Let's hopefully build off of that and, and try and make a Super Bowl run next year. Uh, I don't see any problem in that by any means of the imagination. But again, it's all coming down to this coaching staff and this team, they really just need to taste success, and once they can do that, they can replicate it and start executing on on crunch time, you know? And that's the key, is just to have a, a professionally sound ball club on all levels that is able to contest, compete, and, you know, kind of fix any problem, um, and the Lions are kind of becoming that, you know? year after year with Dan Campbell, I think they'll become more and more like one of the clubs that we all will definitely be like, oh, yeah, the Lions are fucking good right now, bro, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's definitely a factor, I think. So it's one of those things. And I hope you guys are enjoying our NFL coverage. There's a lot of it. I know. I know. Trust me. We do have a Premier League episode coming out later this week. Um, also, make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads, at Tea Time Reports. We are very adamant and prevalent on NFL coverage on all those platforms. And if you don't like don't like NFL, hey, we have plenty of USFL, plenty of Premier League, plenty of MLS, plenty of film and music. There's so much to go into and dive into, especially on the IG. Uh, any follow or comment, any kind of interaction is greatly appreciated. Um you know, it helps the, helps the podcast, helps our social media accounts grow a little bit, and we're still trying to push as much as we can, our marketing, you know, and trying to get out there and spread the word. Uh, we do actually have a little sponsorship deal coming inbound uh, with the Palmetto High School hockey team, so shout out to Brandon for getting that uh, in order, getting those affairs in order for the podcast and for the team here. Um, and we do have, you know, kind of permanent additions, uh, guys that have been on already, but... Uh, two new kind of definite permanent additions. Uh, as you guys know, Brandon, Logan, me, and my brothers, we're all permanent additions of this podcast. But we do have two new guys that you know I don't have to introduce right here, but you've heard before. Uh, shout out to Rush. He's going to be on the podcast as a permanent member of the team. And Thane. He's going to be kind of hopping in for the Premier League, hopping in for the soccer discussions. And potentially some Buccaneers discussions as well. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to all the ideas and the, the brain power you're going to be bringing to the podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll just make it better for all the listeners out there. So thank you so much for listening in, anyone out there listening, wherever you are, whenever you are. Uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed, and hopefully you're going to be tuning into the NFL regular season because preseason is done. So really awesome to see time moving fast in that regard so that the uh, season can go ahead and get started and we can start getting our NFL regular season coverage episodes out. So definitely get ready for those. But to everyone out there listening then thank you so much. This is Trevor signing out. Take care.